0: Welcome to the Retail Economics Podcast, the hub of unique, independent and illuminating insights on all things consumer and retail. Welcome to the Retail Roundup, your weekly briefing from Retail Economics. It's designed to accumulate the latest key updates related to the fast-paced UK retail industry. My co-host and I will cover the latest top-line updates from the past week. Starting off with results in the food and grocery sector. Morrison's saw full-year EBITDA increase 6.5% in the year to October 2023, with fourth-quarter profits growing 8.5%. Online, wholesale and convenience sales all rose in the period, and the retailer converted another 190 McColl's convenience stores in the fourth quarter, with more than 800 stores now trading as Morrison's daily. The retailer also entered a deal with Motorfuel Group, gaining a £2.5 billion stake in the company which will itself acquire 337 of the Morrison's petrol forecourts and more than 400 associated sites across the UK. Both companies are owned by private equity firm Clayton, Dubelier and Rice.
1: In other news, Lidl unveiled plans to invest £70 million in long-term contracts of up to three years to support British farmers amid challenging weather conditions. It forms part of the retailer's broader aim to invest £17 billion into the British food industry by 2025 and the Co-op launched Co-op Media Network together with its long-term agency partner Threefold, making it the first in the UK convenience sector to launch its own retail media network. The network aims to help brands access a greater range of audiences as well as creating more relevant advertising for its shoppers.
0: Elsewhere in the sector, GMB union members at Asda stores in Brighton Marina and Brighton Hollingbury are considering whether to vote for strike action over issues including poor contracts, and inefficient staff training, and the CMA began a probe into grocery retailers' loyalty pricing schemes, investigating issues including the extent to which aspects of loyalty pricing run the risk of misleading consumers, and whether such promotional activity can put certain groups of shoppers at a disadvantage.
1: Now let's move on to the clothing and footwear sector, starting off with results. SuperDry saw adjusted pre-tax loss increase to £25.3 million in the 26 weeks to October 20, 23 from £13.6 million in the same period last year, with sales falling 23.5%. The retailer attributed the results in particular to poor wholesale performance, challenging market conditions and unseasonal weather, issuing a profit warning as a result. Adidas recorded an operating profit of £228.7 million in its preliminary 20. 23 results compared with £572 million in the previous year. But the brand expected an operating loss in the period and attributed its performance to better operational business than anticipated in the last quarter, as well as its decision not to write off existing Yeezy stock, which it intends to sell in 2024.
0: And LVMH recorded an 8% rise in net profit, with total sales increasing 13% compared to 2022. The retailer attributed the success to strong performance in its fashion and leather goods business as well as in its fragrance and makeup offerings across regions, particularly Sephora. Moving on, several staff changes were announced in the sector this week. Super Dry Chief Financial Officer Sean Willis is set to leave the retailer on 31st March. Willis will be replaced on an interim basis by Giles David, who has previously worked at McColl's Casual Dining Group and Wiggle, and Secret Sales appointed Anthony Farrow as its new Chief Technology Officer. Farrow was most recently managing director at Accenture and has also worked with Burberry and Keering.
1: H&M Group appointed Daniel Irva as its new president and chief executive officer, succeeding Helena Helmerson. Irva has held a variety of positions at the company for 18 years and was most recently the head of the H&M brand. Sweaty Betty chose former England and Great Britain hockey player Kerry Williams as its new chief marketing officer. Williams was previously Chief Marketing Officer at Connected Fitness and wearable tech brand MyZone, and has also worked at Gymspin and Nike. In other news, Matalan acknowledged facing stock issues arising from instability in the Red Sea. The retailer did not reveal which product categories are being affected but stated that it has plans to reduce the impact on consumers. And SuperDry is working with PwC on potential restructuring plans following its profit warning. No plans have been confirmed but it is thought that actions could include closing poorly performing stores, as well as negotiating rent cuts with landlords.
0: Two key expansion plans were also announced this week. Suit Direct plans to open new stores in cities including Manchester, Liverpool, Newcastle and London. The retailer currently runs 35 stores located in both High Street and Outlet locations and Fraser's Group is set to open a new Fraser's Concept store and Sports Direct in the former John Lewis store at Queensgate Shopping Centre. Peterborough. Now let's shift gears to health and beauty. The fragrance shop saw sales climb 6.5% in the 13 weeks to December 2023, driven by successful new fragrance launches, as well as range extensions, its gift set collection, and strong seasonal demand. The retailer also saw its MyTFS subscription program grow significantly in the period. In other news, Ann Summers partnered with Deliveroo to offer rapid delivery of its products ahead of Valentine's Day. The service will initially allow shoppers in Brighton and Manchester, as well as Vauxhall and Canningtown in London, to order 15 of the retailer's most popular products.
1: THG is reportedly planning to lay off 60 marketing and sales employees at its Ingenuity services platform, as well as 100 employees at its Warrington warehouse due to the automation of its factories. And the body shop is set to sell most of its business in mainland Europe as well as in parts of Asia, amounting to around 14% of its external global revenue. The move is part of its turnaround under new private equity owner Aurelius and will not affect UK operations, or its global head franchise partners working at a country level. Elsewhere in the sector, Boots launched the NHS Pharmacy First Service across all its England stores. The scheme offers consumers advice and treatment for seven common ailments without the need for a GP appointment or prescription. Customers will only be charged for over-the-counter medicine and Lloyd's Pharmacy went into liquidation, still owing debt worth £293 million to creditors. The retailer was acquired by private equity firm Aurelius in 2021, and appointed Turpin Barker Armstrong accountants on 16 January to oversee the liquidation proceedings. Moving on to household goods, IKEA saw turnover increase by just under 12% in its full financial year to August 2023. Click and collect sales jumped by almost 50% in the period, with online sales and remote sales, such as those made in partnership with Tesco also performing well. In-store visits grew and the retailer's operating cost ratio dropped to 27.8% during the period.
0: Now let's have a look at department stores, marketplaces and specialists. Starting off with results, Jolly's recorded like for like sales growth of 12% in the five weeks to December 2023. The retailer experienced strong trading in the week before Christmas, with shopper numbers climbing by 45% year-on-year. The retailer will open its 100th store in March, with further openings planned later in the year. Pets at Home saw group revenue increase 4.3% in the 12 weeks to January, with retail sales increasing 3.5%, coming in below expectations, as shoppers cut back on discretionary items. The retailer reduced its full year profit guidance as a result, and WH Smith saw total group sales increase 8% in the 20 weeks to January. Travel division sales climbed 10% year on year on a like for like basis, while like for like sales in its high street and online business declined 3%, in line with expectations.
1: In other news, Poundland is set to bring in 2,000 new general merchandise lines across its more than 850 stores in the UK and Ireland, with the ranges facilitated by the retailer's parent company, Pepco Group. Each store will hold an event in the coming weeks to introduce shoppers to the new range, which will include homewares, containers, toys, and technology. The original factory shop appointed its joint managing director and chief financial officer Ian Williams as its new chief executive, with immediate effect. Williams has worked at the company for over five years, following senior positions at Asda and American Golf.
0: Elsewhere in the sector John Lewis Partnership is reportedly looking to cut up to 11,000 jobs over the next five years, across its head office, supermarkets and department stores. The job cuts will be a mix of redundancies and refraining from filling vacancies, and are expected to take place gradually, and Amazon workers at the company's Coventry Depot are thought to be set to strike again this month following a compulsory re-ballot. The last strike took place on Black Friday, while workers at the Birmingham Depot began their first round of strike action on 25 January. That's all for this week's news update. You've been listening to The Retail Roundup, your weekly briefing from Retail Economics. Let us know what you thought by posting a review or rating on your podcast platform. If you enjoyed this show, remember to follow us, and tune in again next Monday for the latest updates. Sign up for more insight, including reports and thought leadership on all things retail and consumer at retaileconomics.co.uk. Thanks for listening.